0: Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business Triple your list and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust, and having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. And now, welcome to Like a Boss, insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top. Welcome. My name is Heather Havenwood. You are listening to my radio show and podcast, everything else in between. If you don't know who I am, thank you for being here. Um, What I do in my company is I help people uh, with sales and marketing and coaching, but also I help people launch people their own shows online and podcasting radio. So if you're interested in that, please contact me at heatherhavenwood.com. Okay. So today we are talking to someone who's super awesome. By the way, I've been doing interviews all day and (laughs) she's the only female what's up with that? Um, yeah, let's send the damn a good note, right? <laughs> <laughs> one female is out there. Um, so Shannon Miles, thanks for being here. Oh my gosh.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. It's going to be fun. It's
0: been fun already. So I'm a Texas girl. She's a Georgia girl. We're already peasing in a pod. We're going to have a glass of wine. I'll just chill. Um, oh, do you need to go grab one? I should, but I'm in an office. You should. Oh, all right. We <laughs> missed that <laughs> chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sure she that time. next time. Like, what's up? We're having wine. Last um, of the day. Okay, so Shannon Mills is the CEO of Belay. It's one of Inc, 500, Inc. 500's fastest growing company and winner of Culture IQ and Entrepreneur's number one company culture awards. Since 2010, the company has grown to over 600 team members. That's super awesome. We're going to talk about that today, how she did that. Mm. It serves nearly 1,200 clients on a daily basis. This year, she released her book, The Third Option, Why a Woman Doesn't Have to Choose Between Career and Family. Um, and I love, we're talking about that as well, right? Whether through mm-hmm. team development or balanced mentoring, Shannon is passionate about serving others and inspiring them to live life more fully while firmly remaining her own worst credit. Girlfriend, I feel you. <laughs> Ugh, I know, right? And Shannon, of course, loves yoga, <laughs> which is awesome. And uh, she's from Georgia because that's cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a Texas girl and half my family lives in Georgia and the rest live in Florida or Texas. So and
1: when we say from Georgia, we've been here like 20 years. So it kind of is from like
0: kind of, from, yeah,
1: no, I get that. Yeah. yeah. My, I'm a military brat. So it's easier to say from
0: Georgia than all the other places. Well, you look like a Georgia girl at this point. I, I'm, I'm, I've,
1: Grown accustomed to it. I may throw out a y'all every now and then. We'll just see how it goes.
0: Hi, <laughs> y'all, new one. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's all fun. And I so we talked about in the green room, which we talked the green room is really where we talk prior to the conversation. We just kind of get to know each other and, and love on each other a little bit. And I love the conversation that we were talking about. One is that your business, it you have over six hundred freelancers and then a core team of about sixty or so. And the percentage of women's really high. So can you talk about that? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's a funny thing. It might just be the work that we do. You know, virtual assistant work typically lends itself to a woman doing it. We love having guys on the team, but it just over the course of time has evolved to be probably over 90% women on our team. Uh, The two other services that we provide, Bookkeeping and Webmaster, we do see more of a male presence in those, which makes sense based on the trade. Um, And then our corporate team Uh, I think one of the reasons we have such a strong presence of women on our team is we started small. We bootstrapped this thing. And so we evolved together over time. And initially we were hiring a lot of part-time people on our team. And then as we would grow and their leadership would grow, we would promote and promote and grow from there. And so for instance, our CFO and our COO were former assistants. And I just think that's a hard path for guys to take sometimes. And that's certainly not our path moving forward. But that's the genesis of where we started. And so it's just evolved that way. And I'll tell you, we have a leadership team of eight people. My husband, Brian and I, who I started the company with, is the only other guy on that team. And I mean, they're just an incredible group and they're kicking butt and taking names. They're all sexy bosses. That's what I say. Super sexy bosses. Right? Like yes, sexy boss house. Sure. Boom. Belay. So what's the URL <laughs> they can find you before
0: we get started? Yeah. We're at belaysolutions.com. Belaysolutions.com. That's spelled B-E-L-A-Y solutions.com. And so that's let's, nice. okay. So let's just talk real general. What is Belay Solutions and what do you guys provide?
1: Yeah, so we have three core offerings all around helping businesses grow. Um, So virtual executive assistants to come alongside leaders to do things like email management, calendaring, booking travel, project management, all the like sort of unsexy stuff that has to get done in a business, but really isn't often the best use of a leader's time. Um, So that's the first offer. the second is bookkeeping and payroll which is just one of those to own an effective business you got to get your books right so um, we love offloading that from leaders because it's often not a skill set that we were taught or have um, used prior to starting a business and then website design and support you know we are an all distributed team and so we totally understand the value of having a solid, beautiful, functional, safe, secure website. Mm-hmm. Um, so we love providing that for our clients too. So those are the three core offerings that we provide through both And those
0: are the, the three baselines. So like the three, you know, it's like a triangle. They're really, they are the three baselines of any business on today's world. You have to have bookkeeping, right? And if you're a leader or an yeah. entrepreneur, if you're the CEO, you've got to, there's all these other tasks you have to do to release that. And then of course you have to have your one of what used to be a call storefront. Now it's like the baseline of just basics. It's like the basic. Exactly. It's just the basics. I love that. So okay, great. All right. So the, I find it really interesting that we were talking in the green room about, you know, you have a ton of women who are on the team, which I just love. And I think you're right, it has a quite lot to do with the actual nature of the work. But do you find that um as a for the freelancers, do you find that a majority of the women are mom, single moms? I did actually this is the green room. Are they mom, single moms? Are they, mm-hmm. you know, what's that demographic? Are they just getting out of college? Are they 25? You know, what, where do you get most of the pool yeah. of your business? Your, your, not business, but your freelancers.
1: Fantastic question. It has evolved over time. And that's one of the things I love about business, right? It's never stagnant. It's always changing. So when we first got it started, it was a lot of stay-at-home moms okay. who became the assistants bookkeepers. And some of that was just by nature of our circles. You know, when you're starting out, you have your your network and your connections and you go from there. Um, it was a lot of college educated stay-at-home moms who worked in businesses before and were looking to work, you know, maybe 20 hours a week, but didn't want to have to go full-time, start working outside of the home. That is still a very big part of our core contractor base. However, something that surprised me is, We have a lot of seamless generation contractors who still have those kids, maybe not so young, but their parents are aging. And a lot of the responsibility for caring for those aging parents, or at least coordinating the care, is falling on their shoulders. (laughs) And so when you think about working outside of the home in a corporate environment, it doesn't often lend itself to the flexibility needed to manage both those aspects of life and then what's fascinating too we're also seeing a lot of millennials join the team who have I know right it's shocking who have gone to college did the right things went and worked in a corporation they're like hold up this is what I signed up
0: for (laughs) wait my parents no thank you
1: I mean (laughs) they didn't tell me about this cubicle fluorescent lighting and two-hour commute each way like I, I'm actually super impressed with the millennial generation because I think they've almost accelerated possibilities for us. Like, they're not settling. They're challenging the status quo, and I love that. And so we're seeing them kind of get disenfranchised with corporate America early to say, I still want to work. I still want to have a, a legitimate income and a profession, but I want to travel. If I want to spend half my time in Portland and half in Miami – I want the ability to do that. And so that's been a super fun emerging segment of our contractor base. uh,
0: This is great conversation because I find it really fascinating that the millennial conversation, millennials are like that. I mean, there's some people in my condo uh, complex, they're, they're millennials. And yeah, I'm going to Portland for three months. I'm staying in Airbnb, you know, and then I'm coming back and I'm staying here for four months, but their job is virtual so they could do it, but they're really going out of their way to, live their life all over the place like they're going way yes. out of their way i think I'm, I'm, not, I'm not millennial but i'm not boomer i'm like in that weird sandwich i think i'm x um yeah. i don't think about that i'm just kind of like i live in austin you know yeah. and i had these neighbors that i'll never forget they just moved out i super love them they showed up at the they're literally my neighbors and they showed up and they said yeah, they moved in it was a super couple they and i said where when's your moving, moving van coming because they just had like their their um, SUV, they go, oh no, we don't, we don't have anything. We've been, we've been living in Airbnbs for a year. So we have to buy everything. So they bought, you know, I was (laughs) like, I'm like, are you serious? We would have never done that, right? That would seem crazy. My parents would be like, you do what? You know, so they bought everything pretty much brand new. And Amazon was like, every day at their door, which was super fun. Yeah, yeah. And then they moved out. They've only there for a year and then they moved out and they were gonna do Airbnb again for three months. So they started selling everything. So I got their bed, I got their <laughs> I was like We're like, thanks guys. What what, are you sell everything again? I will know y'all just Can bought that. You? You're never home. So like, stop, stop. <laughs> I got their bike. I got their bed. Anyway. So, Do you know,
1: it totally aligns with the whole like tiny living minimalist concept. I think yeah. people are seeing like things don't make you happy, mm-hmm. right? Like Material wealth is not equated to happiness. And I think people are placing a premium on happiness, which is awesome. And they want experiences. They want the ability to provide and they want to experience life to the full and be present. And I think remote work and, you know, flexibility lends itself to
0: that. Uh, yeah. So both of them have careers that are virtual. And so, yeah, they're They're in Boulder right now, somewhere for an Airbnb for two months. And I, so I think it's a different generation. They're married too; they've married for for a while. And I just think this whole generation that they call the no she called it the nomad world where yeah, yep. you can live anywhere. And as long as your job is virtual, there isn't, Any kind of like, oh, you need to be near the family thing going on, or you need to be near, you know, the aging parent or something like that, unless you need to be. I know for myself, you know, I'm just sharing people that um, recently mom passed away. It's been a couple years, Mm. and she was here in Austin. And um, then recently, my dog passed away of 17 years. So I know it's pretty heartbreaking, but Mm -hmm. it's this weird freedom. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh I don't have an aging parent that's needs to be attended to. Um, right. I don't have my dog who needs to be potentially kennelized, if you know I'm kenneled or whatever, boarded for a month. Like I could just literally take off to Alaska if I you have that. Or, you know, Brazil <laughs> or Thailand or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? And why not? There's this total freedom to just like, oh my God, I could I could go anywhere, you know? <laughs> Oh my god, really? Um, but the millennials don't even like, there's just this freedom. So yeah. let's talk about the demographic of your company, BelaySolutions.com. What, yeah. um, are you finding that majority of your, you probably haven't done demographics on this, but are you finding the majority of your freelance workers, the ones that you're hiring now, mm-hmm. are they millennials or what's, what's normal right now for you?
1: You know, I could definitely provide you the breakdown of it. It'd just be anecdotal if I said, you know, maybe 20% uh, would be millennials. Maybe the largest demographic is that traditional, like, Gen X, like me. Like, you know, not that I was a stay-at-home mom, but, like, that generation, like, coming back into the workforce and the whole idea of Mm on-ramping again and this being a vehicle for that. Um, and then probably maybe another 20% of that, like I gotta take care of my aging parents um, or my kids are out of the house yeah. and I just wanna be able to travel um, cause they have that newfound freedom.
0: Yeah, so in your, the, so your virtual assistant, I'm gonna call it a virtual assistant company. Is that what the best terminology? You can go with that. Yep, absolutely. Okay, That's the largest, That's the largest. Um, of our okay. space. Mm-hmm. Right now, yes. over the three different kinds of solutions, what are the top of the three? What's the top one you're most asked for?
1: Oh, all day long virtual assistant.
0: Really? Okay. That's a broad term, right? So virtual assistant. Can you discuss maybe a little more of what that means in today's world? Yeah. And I think that's
1: why it is the most asked for, because it is the most broad. You know, what a virtual assistant does for you might be different than what she does for me. Um, I think the vast majority of our assistants, though, do email management for our clients, which can also look different client to client, you know, and that's kind of like a intimate thing to turn over. Um, but they sort of act as uh, like routing in a lot of ways for all the things that might cross a leader's desk that the leader doesn't have to be the one to answer. But when you're growing a business, like all that stuff has to be addressed. You can't just leave stuff dormant for days and weeks on end. It's going to start to affect your reputation. Like it has to be handled. Yeah. And so a lot of our assistants work on that. Um, project management is huge like our leaders are oftentimes amazing visionaries right like they've got the ideas they know where they want to take the business they just need somebody to come alongside them and help get it done yeah you know the execution arm of it um that calendar management's obviously huge I mean especially if you're scheduling like podcast after podcast (laughs) you know people cancel or you're pulling together events or You know, it really does run the gamut. Um, But I will say too, and this is key probably for your audience, they do not segment personal and professional work. And so my assistant, for instance, um, made reservations for dinner for me last night. And she booked a hotel after a concert that I went to that I waited to the last minute to decide I wanted to stay overnight for. And also she's helping me structure a, a speech and she's researching transcription service. Like it just covers the gamut. And I think that's true for a lot of our assistants um, because a leader is a leader. Yeah. You know, they're a whole person. And they need help with personal and professional things, and there should be no shame in asking
0: for help for him. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I, it's, yeah, Th- that's what I need right now. <laughs> I used to have a. I, <laughs> okay, sold. Um, I used to have a woman who did that for me, and I absolutely became very uh, addicted to her.
1: <laughs> yeah. Once like, you have an amazing assistant, yeah. it's really hard to go without it. Yeah. It, without sounding sounding dramatic like it's it can't true. change your life
0: seriously no it's okay it, it reminds me of the show Suits do you ever watch the show Suits I haven't okay. no it's, a great show. it's about big-time lawyers and um and there's uh all the men are mainly lawyers and the, the women are assistants and there's one um one <laughs> woman who's this main assistant and the two lawyer two lawyer, two big-time lawyers right they're, they're like partners are fighting over the assistant because she knows she's uh-huh. like oh I make you great Oh, I know. He's nothing without me. Like, it's just like this whole, this <laughs> whole show. Oh that basically, the assistants run everything. You know oh, what I mean? Like, that's... he's worthless without me. So, one of the episodes is the main character gets rid of his assistant. Like, I'm fine. I don't need you. You can go to the other one. He's, she's like, oh, oh, you made a big mistake, right? And so, she goes over and <laughs> makes starts making the other guy great. He's like, floundering everywhere he's missing appointments he's missing all his- <laughs> you don't know what you've got till it's gone right he, starts, he goes there's a there's a whole scene he goes to her apartment like at midnight like <laughs> what do you want like whatever you like want. john hughes style yeah. like trying to woo her back <laughs> what do you want do you want what Maybe money what what do you want <laughs> probably just to be appreciated does, just to be respected your yeah. cash I mean, I'll take it, but don't give me your cash. Right, right. Just be appreciated, you know. It's like stop treating me like an assistant. I am like your world. I make your world. You know, and it was just. It was just the whole. The whole show is actually really awesome. It's actually the show where Megan Morrell, who we all know her name, and that's from, the only reason I've heard of it. <sighs> right. So yeah, so that's where but she I, started. Yes, that yeah. was her first. That was her first. Uh,
1: was she also like on deal or no deal,
0: like one of the girls that held the, I the uh, briefcases? I think. I don't know. Maybe. She was a definitely. Somebody have to, somebody I'll have to yeah. fact check that. Megan <laughs> Merkel. Yeah, she was awesome in that show. um And now she's a freaking queen. So, hey, or whatever. Princess or a, a literal princess. Like a modern day princess. <laughs> She's a princess. Went from actress to princess. That's called a monitoring Amazing surprise. time to be alive. It's a great time to be alive. Okay, back to assistants. Okay, so who is your All market? Right. Like who can, as far as, do you work with agencies? You're a solo entrepreneur. You work with auto, Who actually do you work for? Because lots of times, like right now I'm in, a, I'm in a co-working space, and almost everyone here is an agency, some kind of marketing agency, and they have a ton of employees. Yeah. So people who have employees, do you usually find that they want full-time assistance to come in-house, or they still mm-hmm. have that personal you know, private assistant?
1: You know, I get asked this question a lot and I I... always hate my answer because it's like all the things and that sounds disingenuine, but it's really not. The type of client that works best with us is somebody who has a mindset that their assistant can be anywhere, that they can trust them to get the work done and they get the concept of the value of an assistant. And so in terms of like marketing agencies, We serve them small and large. Some of our assistants act as marketing project managers to move client engagements along because a big struggle with marketing agencies is is like they've got all these projects in flight and limited resources to execute on them. So if anyone drags on for too long, like it kind of, hoses the other resource allocation for the other projects mm-hmm. that, So, like we have assistants who will come in and make sure that those projects are moving along communications flowing and all the intake information is gathered so it ranges from that to the woman who's just starting her business and she's finally reached the point where she can afford to hire help mm-hmm. but absolutely does not need somebody full-time you know 10-15 hours a week just to help her focus on the things that she is the only person that can do. The vision casting, the business development, the product oversight, whatever that is. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, So all the way to large $500 million organizations who the executive's assistant is retiring. And he's like, I'm really not in the office that much anyway. Can I just have a 20 hour a week assistant? And she ends up getting done the same amount as a 35 hour week on site assistant did just because it's a very efficient way to work. Like yeah. they're just in the work done and then they're out, they're not hanging out in the break room or whatever. <laughs> right. And so it, it really does. It has one of the things I love most about what we do. It runs the gamut in terms of industry, company size, employee count, mix of if they're on site or they're virtual, mm-hmm. does not matter?
0: So I have a fun story. I love, sorry, by the way, I love that because I think it's great that, you know, anybody can have a virtual assistant, even if they work for a big company. My very first assistants, oh, nice. um, I, I got, and this is back in 99, I worked for a big company called SBC Global, SBC, and mm-hmm. um, I got promoted to this position, and that position got an assistant. and But I didn't get to hire them, you know? And, yeah. Um, my sales tripled that year because I got to like alleviate all the detail stuff that I'm not good at, and I got to focus on sales. Yeah, I had yep. this time that got created. And I was like, Oh my god, like you're doing the reports, okay? You're doing that. Okay. Oh, what do I do? He's like, Uh, go sell now. What was go really sell. weird about it was I was 25 and, it was real yeah. and he was like, whatever, in his 30s and i'm not was, 25 no right yeah and so i was super younger and that was super strange where i he's my assistant you know what i mean like that was very strange mm-hmm. uh it was a very different dynamic but um I, by the way I, I would love to have that dynamic again because it was super fun as well because he was so detailed sure. he was like the detail guy i'm like ah i hate that that's a rare combination yeah. a rare combination but then i have a great story there's a woman and this is a years ago she was in uh, she is a lawyer. She's a divorce attorney and she, mm-hmm. in uh, Chicago. And she had this thing about having an all-woman staff of all, of the, of all lawyers. All her lawyers, all her, everyone in her office is a woman except mm-hmm. one person. And that was a, a, a male assistant. <laughs> <laughs> she did that on purpose so she so dead. and oh I, you know what a brave man he was, well, he was lord like, mercy. i think so to me i totally see like an amazing like over the top gay guy doing that you know like i got you girls like you know what i mean like i could yeah, yeah like i got your back i've mm-hmm. always wanted to have that because i know he would probably be awesome to work with and he would just be awesome um because <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> they're you know just don't want it it's good days but you know, i just have this vision of a particular kind of person um, I'm not <laughs> dissing anybody. It's a great, it's actually a great story. She was written up in Forbes about it. Um, and she only oh, took women clients and she only represented women in divorces and all her, all her, um, Everyone's a woman. She probably got sued at this point. I'm sure. I was. Gonna- <laughs> <So> you <laughs> probably I'm- it's a whole different day and age now, I'm like a pretty- lady. <laughs> so you gotta be careful with that. Okay. Um, so let's I, just real quickly. I want to move into culture because you were, yeah, yeah, um, the fastest growing company and winner of the Culture IQ Award, Award by the Entrepreneur Company Culture Awards. I think that's really interesting because you're a virtual company, 100, percent correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes. How yes. in a freaking way do you do a culture <laughs> creation in inside of a virtual entity. When you have people who are not 100%, meaning they're not 100% full-time, you know, they could be 20% or whatever, 20 hours, 30 hours. How do you create that culture of, I mean, what does that mean in your environment? I feel like when I see culture, just to give you a construct, I live in Austin and there's a particular culture here in Austin. If you go yeah. to the Google office here, or the Facebook office here, or the Home Away office here, you walk in and you can feel a culture. Yeah. You know, it's a physical space. We work as as big here, same thing. How in the world do you create that in a virtual world?
1: Yeah. um, That is one of the things that I'm most proud of. If I'm being honest with you, like when Brian and I started this company, I was leaving a a pretty toxic environment. And so when we created the company, we were like, you know what, let's make a company that we would want to work for you know, and just like, if we don't want to serve a client because we think they're going to be a jerk, like, let's not serve them, you know, like, let's just make and create a culture that is real and genuine and thriving. And so there are a few things that we've done to make that happen, despite the fact that we don't have an office. Um, One is we're super out there with our mission and our vision and our values, and they matter, like they're actionable. Um, The second thing is, We believe that people matter, and relationships matter, and you have to treat people with respect. We have a no-gossip policy Mm -hmm. in our company, and we clearly define that gossip is taking a problem to somebody who can't do anything about it because they are either appear to you or below you. If you have a problem that you can't resolve, you need to take it up. Um, because otherwise you're just putting that monkey on somebody else's back and in a company of mostly women I can tell you I've had so many women say to me that is so refreshing thank you for creating and protecting and in making it actual we have we have let people go for gossip so that's another thing um, I think uh, we're super intentional with our HR um, in terms of amazing benefits and wellness and um, really investing in our team something as simple as we have belay buddies you know we're not going to have the luxury of being in a we work together or an office together and saying, man heather's cool like i just want to go grab lunch with her but what we do have is um matching of people together Mm -hmm. to say heather and shannon you guys don't work together very often why don't you get together for a 15 or 30 minute zoom and not talk about work talk about where'd you grow up tell me about your family favorite hobbies that kind of stuff so that when we do get together face to face which is the next thing that I think has helped our culture a lot too you have something to connect on besides the business mm. um, and we've we've seen friendships genuine friendships develop and people go on go to the lake together and um, go on vacation together with their families like it, it's real and one of the secrets to that is we, of our 62, now we just had a couple of people start this week, um, employees, they're based in the Atlanta area, and so we do get everybody together face-to-face at least four times a year. Oh, wow. Four times a year. That's that great. That a big difference. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, January we do a three day long summit, and then quarterly thereafter we do one days. And that's in addition to every six weeks, six weeks doing an on call where we're giving um, everybody a chance to see each other on zoom. We do video updates from our executives. So we really try hard, to like make people connected to the company and yeah. to each other. Um, and, and we spend a lot of time and money investing in our leaders so that we don't suck. <laughs>
0: so that we can be worthy of working for. You know what I mean? That was some authentic stuff, girl. I love that. That was good. I mean, that's that's real. It takes something to create a culture virtually. It, it takes something. You just It doesn't just happen. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm sitting here in a co-working space and there's about five, three or five different I think I'm trying to figure it out. I'm just kind of new to them. Um, three or five different marketing <laughs> agencies here. And because I've worked from home for so long, <laughs> I'm like a little kid in kidding. So I'm like, Hi. Hi. <laughs> and they're like Hey, what do you do? Yeah, they're like, uh, just get coffee. You know what I mean? I'm not used to I have not been in a work environment since ninety nine when did you start using that co-workspace? Um, I started using it, it's been two two months, three months. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so you're still meeting everybody else who's there yeah. and everything? Yeah, so I'm like, hi! You know, they're like, just getting coffee, you know. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I did coffee shops for a while, and, you know, people are just like, they don't even talk to you. Yeah, it's not really but, a place to get in. And after the... my, my dog passed away, because that's where I worked yeah. at home, because like, my dog, and because my dog passed away, it was kind of like, I felt like I was an empty nester, you know, like,
1: (laughs) there's no children. Um, So You need energy sometimes around, especially if you're doing creative work.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I did a thing called Desk Pass, and you can actually, it's like an Uber, like you can get to go to different places, and so it's super fun. I really like it. But you have to have that environment, and there's a culture here. There's a particular culture. I went to different co-working spaces there's a ton here in Austin mm-hmm. and there's a there's a culture there's an energy to it you know this one I, I really like I like the energy that people are awesome they're super chill other than me going hi like I want to be your friend you know they're like <laughs> you're bringing the energy level <sighs> well, up I am I am <laughs> like like oh a little weird um <laughs> they're like oh your podcast
1: we use co-working spaces too though yeah because you you do you do need physical space to meet from time to time but well we we actually spent some time about three years into the company thinking, okay, well, big kid companies have offices, right? Like we're legitimate now, we're profitable. It's probably time to get an office. And in doing our due diligence, we're like, golly, we just don't want to spend the money on it. It's really going to eat into our profit. And guess what? We've hired a bunch of people who don't want to come into an office. Right. So why? Would they
0: don't, yeah. Yeah. That's why, I mean, I'm part-time here. I don't go full-time, you know? So, yeah. So yeah. I think it's, I, I'm, I like to work from home. It's, I would do it forever. Um, I enjoy it. I think it's uh, the new future. It's It's not going away. This is where, it's yeah. at, you know, so. All right. Where can people find you and where can they sign up? Is it free to sign up for people like myself who are interested in hiring?
1: Okay, so a couple things. Go to BelaySolutions.com if you're interested in finding out more about our virtual assistant bookkeeping or webmaster services. Um, You can fill out a web form that will put you in touch with one of our um, solutions consultants who can answer all of your questions and figure out if we're a good fit to serve you or not. Um, Me personally, I'm on Instagram at Shannon K. Miles, and you can find out more about like the third option book and all that stuff on Amazon. Okay. Okay, cool okay great so instagram is shannon k miles and then it- yeah i don't know who that shannon miles is she stole my account
0: <laughs> oh shannon k don't forget the k don't forget the k <laughs> i didn't get in there fast enough <laughs> that's funny um and then you can check out belay solutions and as someone like myself it's they, it's free to sign up right you start there's not a fee no, no, no. There
1: is a startup fee. Okay. I believe it's $5.95 for the virtual assistant services. The bookkeeping fee, I want to say, would match your first month, which depends on, like, transaction volume and um, accounts. And so I, the webmaster thing has different tiers to start too. So okay. there is a startup fee, and the reason we have that is because our onboarding process is thorough, and we want to make sure that we're finding the best match for you, we don't just take, you know, oh, next lead in, here's your assistant. Yeah. Like, we spend a lot of time and energy trying to find the right fit for your current state of your organization and where you want to go. And so, we need a startup fee to cover that cost.
0: Okay, great. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. So, there is a fee to get started. So, the onboarding process, and then from there, you get to pick and choose and have a great conversation. So, you assign each new client a manager or a, like a project manager to walk through the process.
1: Yep, there's a couple of things that you get. So the first conversations with somebody on our sales team who helps figure out if we're a great fit and kind of the level of service that you need. Then the second step, if you sign on, sign a contract, pay that implementation fee, get started on your monthly service, that's where we're matching you with an executive, like a virtual executive assistant, as well as a relationship manager who is one of our corporate team members that will oversee the engagement, set up your 90-day goals, make sure that communication is happening, provide all of our best practices and recommendations to set you up for
0: success. And then they're with you for the life of the engagement. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Okay. Well go check out belaysolutions.com. Shannon, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Gosh, Heather, you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And that's Shannon K. Miles on Instagram, by the way. Don't forget that K. All right, everyone. This is Heather (laughs) Havenwood. Check us out at heatherhavenwood.com. Have you ever wanted to stop the nine-to-five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity. But this would not have been possible without first taking the leap in owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago. And now I help small businesses, solo practitioners and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. my gift to you today is a free one on one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com coachwithheather.com and let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com, where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? Go to CallWithHeather.com. For more, go to
1: HeatherHavenwood.com.